AC. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. Oscar, Oscar. There's, I'm, I'm so glad we have um, um, March bringing us, or it was April showers bring May flowers. Let's do March TV gives us reasons to live because yeah, or you say so much cool stuff is it, out. It comes in like a lion and out like a lamb, or vice versa, something like that. You're correct. Yeah. Yes, that is one of them for as well. But no, there's just so much good TV coming out. And oh, so many yeah. cool things happening finally. Finally, it's, it's happened to me. To us. Uh, okay, good call. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is, yeah, we're we're in. Well, we I, have the Oscars tonight. Yeah, I know, because I was trying to think if it's like, because again, uh, yeah, like we both agree. Uh, you know, these are classic Oscar movies that have incredibly low attendance rate. And so it's like, who actually really cares about watching the Oscars? They're getting probably less and less um, relatable. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or just, well, even before then, of just being like, these are, there's a huge disconnect between the popularity and things like that. But I feel like this is, we're starting to get a buzz again. The last two years had no buzz because of COVID. And I feel like people, maybe I'm just getting more excited. How do you feel? Do you feel like the buzz is on the streets more so like, than it has been this year or no? I feel like no one I know has seen any of the Oscar movies. Um, That's true. But I just so, feel like there's more conversations about the Oscars. Well, we have a host or several hosts. You. Yeah, so that we're excited that, about. That obviously adds a little bit more conversation versus the last two where there were no hosts and they were on, you know, virtual and boring and all that. Yeah, so now we have Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and, and Regina, Regina Hall. Hall. Okay. Regina Hall. Hall. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking um, Met Gala, Regina King. Exactly. They did that to us on purpose. And yeah. Regina Hall's great. It'll be really fun. I wonder how they're going to play see her them interact. I feel like they should have her kind of be like, it could be really fun to watch her be like, I'm here for the ride because I'm not a stand-up and these are the stand-ups and they kind of like, tease her a little bit because i just feel like she's really good at um like she's a great improviser yeah no she and she's a great comedic actress so like at the end of the day she stole scary movie guys if you guys don't remember that in 2000 she's the one that taught me that the black person dies in a scary movie first because that was like her whole shtick was like the black person always gets killed first um, yeah, because she was the black best friend, and she's like, "Oh, right. I'm not allowing this to happen." Yeah, yeah, it was so good. She was so good in that movie, and nobody talks about how stupidly great that first one is. I know it. It set up all of those like fake movies. Um, yeah, later on, but yeah, I mean, I don't even know if I'll watch it live. I think I'll obviously watch it tonight, but I may watch it on a delay because, like, what's the point of? usually you know i'm normally watching it with all the commercials and it's like if i'm gonna be fast forwarding through the good news is a bunch of the more boring um what's it called awards are not even being aired this year like they have been in the past oh okay yeah like i think there there was a lot of pushback about them because it was like I think some of them were like makeup, director of photography, some of the ones that like 
are still kind of important, but like those are the ones that end up being really long speeches, and people are like, "Who the hell are these people?" Yeah, unfortunately. So they're, I think, pre-recording those or something. I remember seeing something in the news about that. Yeah, because I mean, it really doesn't need to be a three-hour show, and no, it, it ends up being like three and a half. I mean, obviously, it gets intermixed with like the sketches, and they do the performances of the songs. Yeah, but. You know, we don't need that, especially if we know the song is going to go to that Lin Manuel movie anyway. Yeah, if you're, yeah, just you know, tighten it up, get it to go quickly. But I'm excited to see who you know who's going to be presenting. I'm sure there's already yeah. a list, and I don't even know. But and the yeah. outfits, of course. I mean, that's really what we're always tuning in for. But yeah. Either way, definitely. Yeah. Good call on that delay because you still have a DVR, which is yeah fascinating technology one of of the (laughs) only people of my age group that still pays for regular cable yeah for moments like this exactly um and yeah so the funny a couple of funny things again yeah michelle and i have not i mean i think and if power of the dog gets it then i'll just be like well at least you you saw the one that won (laughs) well not to mention like and my opinion is on the record of not understanding what the fuck i watch so cool and not being a Jane Campion fan. So I apologize that I will not be cast in any of her films moving I forward. Mean, or maybe she'll least, like that attitude from me. Maybe at least you saw it. I have not even bothered seeing it because I know I've never even wanted to see any of her past movies. I mean, you and I always joke about the piano and like. If not the second in? worst movie I've ever watched besides The Mist. So it's like The I Mist even, and The Piano. <laughs> Yeah, the piano, I never even bothered because I just knew it was going to be nothing I'd want to see. No, no, it's so bad. But what is um, what I find interesting is that they are trying to do a popular like Twitter Oscar. And the BAFTAs did this a while ago. And uh, my favorite television trash TV, because the BAFTAs are British uh, film and television. Right. So they did give it to it. One TV show was the only way is Essex that was voted by popularity. And then the BAFTAs were like, oh, fuck this. This is a disaster. You're going to ruin our entire reputation. Uh, and so, the, but they're doing a popular Twitter Oscar. And I was really, really pulling for Spider Man No Way Home. I mean, it's obviously. The, I, I was just looking it up. I think it's currently like the sixth highest grossing film of all time. And it's you know only it's just come out on streaming so it's going to definitely surpass further but right now it's the and of course this is what's happening is army of the dead is leading the category with the backup of cinderella and as we said before we even got on the pod like i don't even know what army of the dead is but the title alone i know i'll never see yeah, it's a video game. It's a zombie video game movie. It's, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm so. And Cinderella was like panned, I feel like. Yeah, it'd be, it was very, very, um, has uh, like she, Camilla Cabello has 60 million. She starred in it. She has yeah. 60 million Instagram followers. It was, uh, it got massive streaming numbers. It's on Amazon. Just a heads up, people, if you want to watch it. It got massive streaming numbers. And um, Billy, I almost called him Billy Zane. Eilish? No, um, male, um, Broadway actor, black queer man, had a huge, you know, the uh, he's the red carpet king. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays the 
fairy godmother that that was great yeah yeah other shout out to casting and this is what's going to kill me i don't think cinderella is going to win it but is that james a caster and romash ranganathan who are really good british stand-up comics were cast as the mice along with james corden and so they might be in an oscar winning film billy porter by the way thank you billy porter yeah so those are the and then spider-man no way home is so far like coming in third i'm surprised because yeah if you if it goes by you know streamings or attendance you would think spider-man would win it but it's going by popular vote right yeah so you would even still so think that and then apparently minamata that nobody saw this is a johnny depp film is like coming in fourth well who are the tick tick boom on fifth do we have some like illegal bots that are sending in you know oh a hundred percent all of these were you know votes because i would really want to fact check that and and audit that system and see where are these votes coming from because to your point johnny depp doesn't even have fans anymore so who the hell's voting for that no he unfortunately does we're just not part of that group oh yeah he's still getting cast in a whole bunch of shit no people well, love him get, but, but like, we're not we are very adamantly anti johnny well we're anti-problematic so well just in general i mean take away the problematic like and his career is just absolute garbage now. yeah i think the last movie i liked of his was edward Scissorhands. right i mean i don't even like that movie oh so, yeah. i did um, but then uh, this was interesting because the BAFTAs and the Critics' Choice Awards were what two weeks ago? Yeah, I think so. And in England, they were on at the same time, so they had to do both the awards that day, which I don't know what the hell they were doing. Um, but Rachel Zegler, the star of West, West Side Story, she went to Twitter. She was she went to both the Critics' Choice Awards and the BAFTAs. And then she was on Twitter and they were like, oh, what are you going to be wearing to the Oscars? And she was like, actually, I'm not invited to the Oscars, which makes no sense at all. So it was either a massive, just because this is her Oversight. first thing yeah. and maybe, yeah, I don't even know who her like agent is or anything. So it could have been, it's most likely a huge oversight from the Oscars because they're such fucking idiots. But now she's presenting. So I'm sure as if Spielberg doesn't have enough pull to be like, Everybody yeah. in my cast can be invited. Like, I'm just assuming nobody told her she was invited and she didn't ask, but they were all just like, oh, we forgot to tell you, you're going to the Oscars. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, make um, it make sense. Yeah, I, that was just the only other weird thing with the Oscars of just being like, okay, yeah. But yeah, now she'll be presenting. Like, she, sh- I mean, she was fucking great in that movie. That movie's really good. And and if the if the film is nominated for best film, yeah, the cast, yeah, in the, theory, cast the cast is invited. Be invited, yeah. So weird, crazy. So yeah, so that that's Oscar news coming off the top on Oscar Sunday. How about the presses? Um, hard, hard right or left. Um, also hot off the presses. Hot off the presses is unfortunately we found out on Friday the drummer from Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins, has passed away at the age of fifty. Um, they were actually in Cartagena, Colombia, performing, uh, or they were supposed to be performing that night, and he was found unresponsive. There's uh, the initial 
um, autopsy report or I don't know. If it's, it's not an autopsy yet. Yeah. I think maybe just a blood result. Found that he had a lot of different drugs in his system, including benzoids, antidepressants, opioids, tricyclic. They found a white powder in his room, you know. Yeah, I mean, and we know he had, you know, like many people in rock and roll, had it as struggles with drugs. He had overdosed from heroin, heroin 10 years ago. So, you know, when the when the announcement first came out, I, we both assumed it was drug related. And then, you know, the information came out and I honestly uh, did not think it was drug related, to be honest. Oh, really? I thought it was going to be like another like weird Bob Saget type. Oh. Like I thought it honestly, like bizarrely, I don't know why I went heart. And then I was well, like, they did so say petite. He, like his heart, like, did it just give out? Like, because they like, did not say he had an enlarged heart, which probably is. Oh, okay. So maybe I don't think I know that much about Taylor, but that's really weird that that was my but, first thought. Yeah, that came out yesterday. I think TMZ or some. Yeah, I was ignorant to the overdose 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I just think of Foo Fighters as like a pretty clean band. So. Yeah, like, I mean. Besides just weed and alcohol. Sorry, it was Bogota, not Cartagena. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he looks like he's been through some drugs. Actually, you know who he is? For me, he looks like a 50-year-old rock star that looks like he's in great shape. He reminds me, or when we watched uh, Tiger King, the guy that was the main the main like handler who eventually died of an OD himself gave me Taylor vibes, a less attractive version, but like, you know, a very similar look. So I think I just like equated that. I, and I always thought that Taylor and Dave growing up were siblings because I really? always thought they looked so much alike. Taylor was my, I did love him, especially in the like born to fly. music yeah. video. I mean, yeah. They used to have some amazing music videos. An interesting factoid, I didn't know this, but he actually was the touring drummer for Alanis Morissette when she had her Jagged Little Pill album. Yeah. I mean, Taylor's the best of the best. Like, this is... And they they do a lot of stuff with kids with their band and just... um, It's just really devastating. He's in the music video for You Ought to Know and you learn of her, you know, from that album, which is like insane and i guess that must have been what helped him get the job at foo fighters oh yeah because he would have been if alana he would have been like alana's doing that tour at 20 he was 22 like right like he was 20 as well because yeah they were is he but interesting though he's from fort worth so i wonder how he got connected to um her coming out of canada He he relocated to laguna beach um and then following a stint with a canadian singer sass jordan he then made moved over to lannis so that's why wow yeah no i I mean rolling stone has a really good um you know overview about his life um if anyone's interested uh yeah i mean one of the most prominent well-known drummers of our time for sure and uh very talented i mean you said that i guess in prominent but yeah very sad Ugh. Another another one of our childhood, like, you know, 
not necessarily idols, but just someone we were used to seeing in the culture of, I mean, talk about always on MTV and yeah. And I'm just, I've become so obsessed with Dave over the years. My brother was, and probably is a, a huge Foo Fighters fan. So I just remember like always that first, that album born to fly is on. I don't even remember what it was called, but that was like always played in my brother's room. Yeah. He leaves behind three kids mm. and a wife they just say like everybody in that band is seems to be very much a family man and there was like a lot of stability compared to like what we'd expect from the 90s scene of like what would have happened to the Foo Fighters if they were well yeah I mean Nirvana they, you know exactly. I mean that's what like yeah Dave so Grohl is a surviving member of many <laughs> bands where bandmates have passed and it's just crazy you know yeah it's just so sad it was not what we were expecting yeah you will be missed i'm sure they'll do a nice uh now especially since the grammys were delayed till april i'm sure they'll do a nice uh tribute yeah they should have a handful of drummers like come out and do yeah maybe travis I Parker think so. Travis has been very vocal already that would be cool. about the loss. Produced, if we were yeah. doing it. But there's just so many other people that have um, been influenced yeah. by him. And a lot of them are really young you, like, kids. Because there's been a lot of these young girls that have gone viral in the past couple of years. Very specifically, like, girls under the age of 12 that have gone viral for drumming that the Foo Fighters have, like, given a lot of light oh, to. Sure. Yeah. I bet you Machine Gun Kelly and all those newer people these days will say that they were inspired by Foo Fighters too. I know, but we just don't need him to be at the tribute, so thank you. No, I know, but <laughs> I'm just thinking of like popular, you know, yeah, and what we're going to hear this day and age that we've aged out of that have been influenced by the music we listened to growing up. Yeah. Ugh, such a great band. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a little, like, parting of the clouds. There's a little... Sunshine coming through for um, another oh. celebrity oh, speaking, update. Speaking of 90s inspiration, yeah, <laughs> we, we found out this week that Amanda Bynes has her nine-year-long conservatorship has been terminated. So she is looking forward to her new life. Her and her fiancé of uh, last year, or maybe even two years ago at this point, are still together. So, um, you know, I'm sure that's going to be part of her next phase. There's been a million and one people that want to do an interview with her. She still is not, has said no to all of them. But like, I oh, was re- interesting. Good for her. I was reading that like Gail King, all of the major news, um, you know, anchors are like dying to get the first interview with her. So I'm glad that she's not like racing to do it, but I'm sure it'll be soon. Um, and yeah, I mean, we wish her well. I mean, the last time we saw her on Instagram, she didn't seem well, but. No, I would say like, I am, I, th- I think she's still very active on Instagram. I don't think we're like following the regular. It's just the, no, the last. She's not. Oh, okay. She, she's not. Cause I follow They're just her. using the same pictures over and over yeah. again. I gotcha. She has like five fo- photos and the last one she posted was like two years ago. Oh, then that's even healthier. Yeah, exactly. Um. But she did post like stories at, at one point when she had that face tattoo, which I believe she's getting removed. Um, oh, it's not even that bad of one. 
So she's just gonna have like a heart scar. But I mean, (laughs) it's not a, it's not bad in the sense that it's not large, but it's still on your face. I know, but it's not like when you get the tattoo removed, it gets removed. Right, right. It's just like okay, now you're unfortunately just gonna have a heart scar like on your head. Yeah, exactly. But if you don't have to, like, go into an office and, like, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if she's planning on being an actress again. We don't even have offices anymore. <laughs> if she becomes an actress again, then obviously she'll have to just wear makeup over it. But I don't think she's pursuing that. I'd be fascinated what her bank account is. I still will never get over the viral tweets where she said she wanted Drake to murder her vagina. And for that reason alone, I will always promote Amanda Bynes. And that wasn't even like, oh, that wasn't even something that should have been, you know, flagged of concern. It was like, yeah, that's a normal statement that any, that any most white blooded American female is going to be most females in their Sorry. 20s. Oh, that was racist. Yeah, but. I was going to say not white, but any female in their 20s or 30s have probably had that. Would agree. Yes, Amanda, we all would like him <laughs> to do the same. So thank you but, for expressing No, that's it. why I was like here for it. Yeah. Yeah, that was of no concern of ours. Of like, oh no, somebody go check in on Amanda. It's like, Amanda's doing fine. Yeah. We're like, um, all right, maybe we'll see her at Bellevue. Um, yeah. <laughs> but speaking we'll of roommate, yeah. other 90s. Speaking of, we we're going to do a celeb rehab reboot. Yeah. Oh, or celebrity love, whatever. He, when he love rehab. The, love rehab it? towards the end when he yeah. wasn't as interesting as the drug rehab. But, but yeah. that show should come back. Yeah, I know it where... should because Hayden Penetier needs a little help ski here. Yeah, she does. Yeah, so she got into a physical altercation with a handful of fucking people outside of Sunset Marquee with her boyfriend still, Brian Hickerson. He's been on record for being arrested for hitting her two years ago. They're still together. Uh, it's been bad news ever since. Alcohol gets involved. They clearly both have problems with it. So Brian was attacked by a group, as was Hayden, who was doing her best effort to defuse the situation. But uh, apparently these guys, people started badgering and shoving Brian. But then at one point, there were reports that Brian then spat on people as well. That checks out. (laughs) It's the actress was telling him, like, he's going to be serving time if you like you're on. He's on probation for domestic violence against her. And he's he already served be- time, has two felony accounts. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't be out in public, let alone at a bar late at night and, you know, getting into altercations if he's on probation. Yeah. And then is this, okay, so, yeah, and then in July of 20, no, that's such a useless quote. It's just some quote of him being like, I'm in recovery as an abuser and Hayden's graciously and is, has been gracious enough to allow me allow me to do is recover as an abuser i don't even understand that sentence so I mean, it's bad news all around she has is. an eight-year-old with her ex that she should be probably focusing more time on vladimir <laughs> kitschko who is currently fighting for ukraine so and then she announced that her daughter is safely out of ukraine and then i think it was a picture of her and her daughter hugging but i also don't know if like who the daughter like, like where with. the daughter is yeah she's out at bars you know getting into altercations with her husband or with her new boyfriend who is also bad news bears so she's clearly making great decisions in her life i know it's just so sad because it's like she really 
I don't know if she even has a career. I don't remember the last. I mean, I don't follow her that well. Maybe Dennis does, since I know he was obsessed with her. But um, yeah, I don't she know. She was in Nashville. She... Nashville was very successful for a number I, of years. And I she's don't know a star what the of last that. She's been in since then, though. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen her in much, but um, it's such a disappointment. We're rooting for you, girl. Just like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I have ill will towards her, but oh my god, Heroes was the best. Yeah. Uh, scream. I mean, that was when she was with Milo. Talk about she's really gone downhill from Milo. She hasn't worked since Nashville. Nashville ended in 2018. That's she what doesn't I even have IMDb credits with like slated pre yeah. pre production or anything here because she's met this toxic guy and it's. And COVID happened during this whole thing. Right. But it sounds like he's definitely derailing her career. Well, I also don't know if she needs to work because she's been working since 1996. True. So I don't know if she's over it or was waiting for something good to come along. And then, and now the things aren't coming along because of these relationships. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah that's for us that's the wrap-up of the week yeah i mean if you obviously want to talk about the latest tattoos on pete davidson's chest oh, just that my girl's a lawyer for talking about amanda Bynes tattoo what was the other tattoo that oh aaron carter got four new face tattoos because he also needs to be on celeb rehab <laughs> along with pete i guess maybe but yeah pete got my girl as a lawyer tattooed on him which by the way she isn't yet because she's only past the baby bar which is like halfway through until you still have to take another she still has to take like another bar exam and did she also pass the baby bar because california dropped the did it also drop the score test the testing score on baby bar as it did for regular bar because we know we know they did open the floodgates because then she not passed the baby bar at first I think she took it three times, and then the first two she didn't pass, if memory serves me well. But one of them, it was when she had COVID, so, like, no one would pass that. I don't know. I, I think they lowered the bar, and then she passed the baby Probably. bar again. Yeah. But, I mean, it still doesn't make her a lawyer yet. Cause it's, no. It's only, like, halfway through her. It just means she can continue to study to then eventually take the bar. Because, remember, the baby bar is in lieu of her going to law school. It's like she's I mean, going, I don't even know that. Yeah, yeah, she's getting like private tutoring in in lieu of law school, and like this is the way you can get around with it in California. I don't even think you can do that in other states. Yeah, and she really has not. There's no way she's dedicating time to do this. <laughs> I mean, as someone who's watched the Kardashian show, she definitely did dedicate time to studying. Did she dedicate enough? I have no idea. And now, like, with everything going on, who knows? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, all time. the launches. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. If you're trying to, like, yeah, continue to work and... Well, it's not even the continuum of work. It's the fact that her she's dealing with her ex-husband, like, destroying her family every day. So, I mean, that's got to be a distraction from studying besides just the day-to-day life. If anything, that would make me want to study that area of the law <laughs> more specifically to like know what my rights are against my husband. And to send him to jail. Um, yeah. Not yeah. well. Well, we're both watching, we both started um, for what we're watching, uh, Life and Beth. I'm two episodes in. How far are you in? I think I'm three 
I'm only one ahead of you. So are you enjoying it? It's not funny. Thank it's re- you. It's relatable, okay. but it's not funny. Yeah, and I I don't know if I'll get past this, but I'm having a real problem, and this is very much the ty- entire first two episodes of uh, like, oh yeah, Beth is having this crisis where she is t- thinking she's happy with her life because everything's checking off the boxes, but she's absolutely fucking miserable. And apparently everyone around her, except for her mom so far, all the other characters are like, yeah, what's the problem, Beth? Everything's great, Beth. And you can just tell from her face. Like if somebody walked into your space, the way that Beth walks into like the room, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Like right. how, what, what happened? Because she is fucking miserable. And it was driving me bananas that her boyfriend character was like, yeah, everything's great, Beth. What's the matter? Tell your mom I love her. And Beth was like, fine. And it was just like, her face was like, I don't even want to be talking to you right now. And he's like, we love each other, right? Like, I just. Well, no, I mean, you and I don't know what this is like, but there are a lot of people (laughs) who are in relationships that they're just in because, you know, like you said, it's checking off the boxes and they're kind of like a zombie in their own life. And that's what I'm getting the sense from her and. And what you're going to, and like what is alluding to is it sounds like her mom and her had a very like tumultuous relationship in terms of her self-esteem. And that's probably affected why she's with this hot guy that also she's not really ever sleeping with. Like there's just a lot there that I think you'll see more of. I get, but that's not, no, my point was more like. But it's not necessarily in, it's not, I'm not not liking it, but it's not funny. Yeah, no, I'm more commenting on, like, the lack of emotional intelligence about everyone around her not being, like, yeah. her character is such a fucking bummer right. that there shouldn't be, like, a normal conversation going on. It should just be like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> but they're all like, everything's great, Beth. Your life is perfect. And it's like, Maybe she can't even are- fake smile. She's not even pretending right. to... Like, I'm just not, I'm not enjoying people's reactions to her character. I'm not enjoying her character's reactions to the situation. They're not making sense to me. She's not talking to her friends like you and I would, where if we're miserable, you'd be the first to know. And she's either keeping a straight face and then, like, secretly dying inside. And that's why she's, like, this unhappy-looking human. But I think there's going to be more that reveal is revealed throughout the season. But I agree yeah. with you. It's not as exciting as I hope, as I was hoping it was going to be when it first came out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'll we'll probably Amy keep Schumer with it. Stuff. I sometimes think she's overrated, except for Inside Amy Schumer, the TV show. I've never, you know, I didn't love Trainwreck. I didn't love I Feel Pretty. Like, I do feel like those those movies and show or and, and like pr- things she's been in tend to be like overhyped and same I like working her, cast yeah because that's still life um life and beth and inside amy schumer also kevin kane right. who is the hot boyfriend in this. And her writing partner yeah and her writing partner he's fantastic and everything and so yeah, I'm, I I like that she's and I like the they're pulling in Phil Wang from the UK. No, I like the, the cast, cast is, is great. great. Rosebud yeah. Baker, so, yeah, Rose yeah. Ben, it plays a great character, not like her herself in real life, which I'm appreciating watching. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely something you have to see more of, but I also don't think it's going to be like my favorite show of 2022. 
No, I yeah, I'm gonna come back to it, but it was just yeah, there was a, that humorous moment with her mom and the and the getting changed and stuff, and her mom being like really particular about things and her getting pissed off and being like, "I'm fine, everything's fine," but just being absolutely fucking miserable and everything's not fine. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah." I get you. She has a weird relationship with her sister that you may I don't know agree with picked up on. <laughs> yeah, but you may appreciate. Yeah, yeah. All good uh, there. Um, yeah, so Life and Beth is one. And then I ate up Starstruck. Second season came out already. That's Rose Matafeo. And I think his name is um, Niktesh Patel. He is very cute. He plays the love interest, Tom. This is uh, second season of the HBO show. First season, uh, Rose Matafeo's character meets Tom at a bar. He actually They end up sleeping together on New Year's Eve. Uh, and then she d- realizes that he's this like real big up and coming, you know, A-list actor, action hero guy. And like what kind of happens throughout that year. It's told very, very creatively. Just like each episode is a, a moment in that year. Uh, right. And then so now this is the second season of what happens next after because Rose Matafeo is obsessed with rom-coms. So all of these, these are all created, structured off of the classic rom-com structure. From the 90s. And, yeah. And, and then what happens when, at the end of those movies? What happens to the next chapter of these people at the end of that rom-com movie? What is the next chapter? And it's so well done. And I'm obsessed with her. And it's a, definitely a new exploration of her character and I could not relate anymore to this character. It was yeah, I loved, I loved the first season. So I'll definitely watch it at some point. I just got to get through some other stuff first. Yeah, this one. And it's a, really easy to consume. Uh, every episode is 20, 25 minutes. So it actually ends up only being like a two to three hour, essentially its own romantic comedy just yeah. in a serialization form. So kudos to her again, fantastic. Definitely check it out. Uh, Minx. I also started on HBO. This is Jake Johnson, and um, he's the most prominent name. Other people might I don't recognize anybody else from the show, but it centers around a woman who has had this lifelong dream of launching a feminist magazine, and she goes on to this like Southern California magazine pitch contest. I guess it's like a thing, maybe. Um, this would have been in the 70s when I, magazines would have been boom, like started to boom right. as like an idea and like really then have more and more niche magazines come right. out. Uh, and so Jake Johnson uh, owns and runs a handful of nudie magazines. He wants to partner with her on the feminist magazine and she's like, fuck off. This isn't happening. You're like anti-feminist. And he's like, no, I think what we need to do is get equal opportunity in here and get some dongs up in this magazine. So it's very equal opportunity. There's a whole, um, uh, what is it when they put moments together? Collage. Kind of, but it's a different, there's a different oh, actual um, montage. montage. There's a dick yeah. montage of just That's like different that. dicks that are coming in to audition <laughs> for the magazine. It's really great. Oh, you must have loved that. <laughs> yeah. It was just like funny dick, little dick. You, all, you see all their reactions to the, like it's, it was really fun. Um, but I love Jake Johnson so much. And, yeah, you do. I mean, he's uh, talented, but yeah, I'm no, I'm so attracted to him. I'm not so much attracted to his hair in this, but it's um, he's still just Jake Johnson, just like sleazy fantasticness. And um, and then our boy Michael Anarin Jarano, which I'll never like know how to say his last name. 
but who's uh, married to our best friend from Pen15. And he's been a child actor that we've been watching for years. Who's our age and he's yeah. a, who's great. Never has a bad performance. Yeah. He's, this he is us. A, yeah. I was I'm standing up here or I'm dying up here. And this is us. Yeah. Yeah. Will and Grace. He plays. Jackson. Yeah. I mean, just fantastic actor. Um, a shout out to Almost Famous. He's the little boy in Almost Famous. Yeah. Ugh, love him so much. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that for everybody. It's super fun. Half hour episodes. Uh, and then, as you can tell, I like, you know, I'm so popular. I did so many other things. I'm also watching <laughs> Bridgerton. Season two came out. Um, and this is my Emily in Paris. I, this is one of my guiltiest pleasures because I think I'm enjoying this season more. Oh, this good. Season, Even though What's His Face isn't in it? Yes, because for, and this is an insane statement. So, Regé Jean Page is not in it. He got a little too big for his britches on this ego. For his Bridgerton. Bridgerton britches. And um, he is not in it. They do a good job of like, uh, you know, he's not dead or anything. So no spoilers. They do a good job of like alluding to the fact that he's still like a human being character. So maybe they'll bring him back eventually. But I think it was kind of more on him slash like, I think he tried to maybe... Um, bluff them out and be like, no, you you should owe me more money. And they're yeah. like, they're like, no. actually, we're just gonna like re- rewrite this whole second season because the way that they're doing the second season makes a lot of sense to make it fresh and interesting. So it was very very smart that they're not focusing on maybe Daphne Bassett and Simon Bassett, those characters from the first season. They're now focusing on Jonathan Bailey, who is plays her brother, Lord Anthony Bridgerton. Jonathan Bailey, for me. Ray J. John Page is a 10 out of 10. Jonathan Bailey is equally an 8 or a 9 out of 10. But he's somehow, in my brain, more obtainable. <laughs> like, he's not obtainable at all. He's right. not my wheelhouse. But in my brain, I'm like, yeah, I could get with that guy. Whereas Ray J. John Page is like, oh, he's a Drake level. Yes, right. This is an impossibility. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'll just burst into flames if I'm in the same room as that man. But Jonathan Bailey, who is equally as hot, I'm like, no, that's a possibility that I could get hooked up with. My thing about Jonathan Bailey also is that during Bridgerton, he's essentially come out. He was play. He played a very kind of like on the level and he never commented on his sexuality um, and he would present himself as straight. And he was warned by actors and managers and other people in the industry to play it straight if you want the parts that you want. Oh, wow. And since since kind of COVID and Bridgerton's success, yeah. he was like, "I'm gonna be my real self." Yeah, he's like, "I can't do this. Good. I'm gay, and I'm I'm playing a straight man." And everyone's like, "That's cool. You're so fucking hot as hell." So yeah, give a damn. It's yeah. 2022. I mean, I would like to think most uh, actors should not feel like they need to be still in hiding when it comes to that. But obviously, to each their own. Yeah, so it's based off of him and who he's going to be courting, and he's with um, the actress that they have cast for his love interest is really strong, too, and she's just not on this IMDb page, so I don't have her name right now, but I like... um, Yeah, I guess I'd have to go back and kind of see season one to see, but I'm... Yeah, I'm just... I'm digging... How many episodes are you in of the second season? Three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the the uh, moments are heating up. 
And so, so yeah, I would definitely, yeah, I'm into it. I'm going to watch it for the rest of the day. I can't stop watching it. So yeah, what are you watching? Um, well, speaking of a lot of dicks, I watched the Jackass Forever movie the other day. It's on Paramount Plus. And oh, thank you. Good call. Okay. I mean, if you are a fan of 2000 Jackass, it will be just like it was back when we watched in the aughts. Ugh, I had such um, a crush on Johnny Knoxville, and I had that Playboy t-shirt, or just like, it was just, no, it wasn't even a Playboy t-shirt, it was just a shirt of like him with his shirt off. There were the poster. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely lives up. I mean, there's some new people they bring in, especially because Bam isn't on anymore with obviously like, you know, he's been in the news a million times for like not being well. So he's not affiliated with the show anymore or with the the movie, but everyone else from the past that's still alive, R.I.P. Ryan Dunn. Um which My they second do at, favorite. Yeah. They do at the end a little um memorial to him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, all the other people are still there. And then they brought in, like, two or three new people. But, I mean, I don't know if it's I'm getting older. But there were definitely a few scenes where I had to look away. Whereas I used to be able to just, like, watch it all and, like, you know, not be grossed out by any of it. But there are some. I mean, I was texting my brother about it because he obviously watched it, too. Because we used to watch that show together. Um I mean, yeah, there's, I don't want to spoil any good scenes, but there are some major pranks that I'm just like, I mean, not that I could ever do this show, but like I would have been in a psych ward with one of them for sure. Uh, so yeah, I recommend that. It's only like an hour. Um, and then I watched the new show on Netflix, uh, Human Resources, which is basically a I don't know what would you call it a spinoff spinoff yeah thank you a spinoff from Big Mouth where it follows um the hormone monsters the anxiety people all the shame wizard all of the people uh, the characters that are like you know helping the kids through their you know uh puberty and all that and them in in real life and like how they, it affects them and then you see new people that they're helping that are older um some every single person that's funny is basically a voice in the show this yeah literally this hundreds like, yeah like of Katie, amazing Katie names brian has a very major role oh uh, she's a love bug isn't she love bug kiki palmer is a love bug who also has a very big role um Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Do you think uh, the Kiki Palmer and Nick Kroll exchange is still available online that you sent me? Because I want people to like, know oh, yeah. this It was a post of his. So yeah, definitely. I mean, he's just the go. Yeah, go on Nick Kroll's Instagram and like check out a post of like what is, I think it was like quote unquote what it's like to work with Kiki. And, and she's like trolling. <laughs> she's just trolling him. And like, so good. She's just amazing. I love her. She can Obsessed no with her. She can do no wrong. God, she's got she's so cool yeah she's so cool and i like want to be a best friend slash also like scared she would like bitch me out but like i'd probably enjoy it if she did anyway um you guys would so see eye to level eye to eye oh, on that would. shit it would we be would, bananas yeah no 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 but she's it'd be you guys bitching out other people like you get in the car like parking lot situations <laughs> i would never let her leave um <laughs> so yeah so that was great i finished that and then um Actually, something I saw live, finally live theater, 
uh, last night, my mom and I went to opening night of Funny Girl. So, um, and who it, stars in Funny Girl? With our girl Beanie Feldstein, she plays Fanny Bryce. Jane Lynch is in it, and then there's a bunch of Broadway people that, like, obviously I knew nothing about. But then when I was looking at them in the playbill, like the guy that plays her love interest played the Phantom for years was like a big character in Les Mis. So people were going ape shit. And because it was it was actually opening night preview. So it was the first time they oh, had wow. ever even performed in front of an audience, which actually before we even the show started, the director and the producer got on stage and did a little like spiel. And it was so funny because the director is this gay Jewish guy. The producer was this like British woman. So to hear just the two of them talk. It's like my two favorite cultures. Yeah. Uh, and we want to uh, be both of these things. They were just saying how like, you know, it's been really a struggle to get this on, especially with COVID. And it's been actually it was 57 years to the day that the original was on Broadway, oh. which was kind of cool. How um, eerie, like cosmetic, co- not cosmetic, um, cosmic, cosmic. Yeah, like full circle. And it was yeah. also like uh, it was in the August Wilson Theater. And it was also like an uh, anniversary, I think, 28 years since like his first Broadway show went on Fences. So it was like a very full circle moment for a lot of things. And like because it was opening show of the previews like people were so ecstatic like every time someone came on they were cheering after every song people were like standing up it was really cool having not been on a to a broadway show in years it was definitely a cool experience and like yeah beanie kill did there were a few i caught a few mistakes but like other than that like it was from beginning to end great and for those that don't know the story of funny girl is Fanny, this Jewish girl from Brooklyn who wants to be a star. She's has a good voice, but she's, you know, not she's quote unquote, not beautiful. She's bigger. She's a funny girl. And it's her trying to showcase that, like, you don't have to look like a skinny, you know, Aryan looking girl to be famous and just kind of the trials and tribulations of becoming a success and finding love and all that kind of stuff. It's it's definitely relatable to a you and me for sure for anyone that is like not feeling seen. Um and yeah, I mean it was it was great. It was long. It was almost three hours with a brief intermission. Um so it's also like it's been a while that I sat somewhere for that long without, you know, an interruption besides intermission, but highly recommend uh, if anyone is in New York and could get tickets to definitely see it. Um, yeah, because it sounds like you were like the third person to get tickets. Yeah, I mean, the second it went on sale, I got the tickets and my mom was like curious to see what the tickets were like now if you went to get them. And they're like $500 a ticket. Oh, shit. Obviously, it's not what we paid. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and um, they were doing some video of it. So I don't know if like they'll do something where it eventually will be available to watch you know live like they do this every i need them to do like a full catalog is there a catalog somewhere because what they do is they'll do it every once in a while like a pbs airing 
Right. Like, I'm curious if that's what they were doing. But it's like, can we get these on demand? Can we get Book of Mormon with Josh Gad and fucking Andrew Rannells? And I'll watch that every other weekend. Like, that would be incredible. Because I I don't understand why they don't monetize this. Because they want to get people to come to New York, I guess. But actually, what I didn't realize. I still go to New York. Yeah. Is the new, you know, they updated, I think, one or two songs, but the new, like, book or whatever they call it music book or whatever yeah like america's song book or something was done by harvey feinstein Firestein. Firestein, sorry yeah so like he was there i saw and i didn't see him but i saw he tweeted something about like how moved he was from everyone getting so excited so like all the right people are childhood awesome. hero yeah. yeah so yeah definitely was worth well no because they have music man with hugh jackman and like the broadway is i was hearing that wasn't so great though Either way, I want to yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Sutton I want to check out these performances. Yeah. Sutton Foster and she's in Music um, Man. Anything with goes him. as well. Yeah, she did. Like, um, if anybody is a big Broadway loser like me, I would definitely highly recommend googling Jonathan Groff. Anything goes. He did the tap dancing scene, the ten minute like tap dance sequence. He for a charity event. There's it's, actually like, one of the best clips online. There's a very big tap dancing scene. Uh, in Funny Girl. In, in Funny Girl, and this uh, actor, I his name is Jeremy something I forgot. He's clearly done other stuff, but I didn't recognize him. Incredible! Like I was like, are we watching Gregory Hines? Like it was nuts. Yeah, maybe I should take up tap dancing. That's one of those I things mean, that's like my feet can barely walk, so I know <laughs> I can't tap. I always used to pretend. Tea I took for tap two and two. Yeah, I think I took, I think I literally did a recital to that song yeah. when I was yeah. like five and then was like, yeah, I don't got the feats for these. Yeah, um, I would love to have a conversation with Lindsay Murphy about did I, did I ever just blatantly ask or was this all just an internal dream of mine? Because I feel like I was kind of dancing around and it was very clear that somebody should have put me in some classes. <laughs> well, that's kind of how funny girls start where she's yeah. just like, she's known to do all these different facial expressions because she's so animated, but she's not graceful. And I was like, oh, that was me to a T. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah. So that's what I've been watching. And like you said, uh, I guess maybe watch the Oscars live. I haven't decided yet tonight. Well, no, you bring up a good point. I just don't have a DVR. Like, essentially, that's the ideal way to watch it. You start an hour in. Right. And then you fast forward and you really, you know, it's the best of you're you're not wasting any of your time. But I only have streaming the app. So then if I do that, then I have to deal with the commercials regardless. I can still fast forward. But it's just harder to it, the the remotes don't always like cooperate, you know. Casey Michelle problems. I know, hardcore, sure. hardcore. It, I mean, in the same, like, do I even care about the one? I'm really more excited to see, like, the little in between bits. Yeah. So yeah. I don't every know. once in a while they get it right, and and it's super or fun. They but, will. but yeah, you never know. But yeah. well, we'll be back next week to talk about it. So whether we watch it live or not, I'm sure it'll be a major topic of next week's pod. And then maybe I'll have actually watched some of the other movies <laughs> that are nominated too. You've seen more than me. I haven't even yeah. seen the one. So you're at least doing your homework. I'm trying. I'm trying to be at least, you know, be able to stand on the two feet that I talk shit on. <laughs> Justify why we deserve to be in this industry. Stop rejecting us. <laughs> 
We'll see you next time. Bye.